0: Welcome to the First and Ten Chargers podcast. We're back after a few weeks, obviously in isolation, so maybe we'll get a few more podcasts out because we uh, got nothing else to do, have we? <laughs> Ash, how are you,
1: mate? You okay? How's, how are you holding yeah. up? Yeah, good, thanks, bud. Yeah, not too bad. Yourself?
0: Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Just working from home, so sick of the living room. So uh, might have to get you to come around at some point and redecorate because I'm sick of, <laughs> sick of the walls now that I'm looking at all these, these weeks. I've been stuck inside <laughs> for two weeks now and obviously I've got a few more weeks of it to come. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're going to be talking about free agency today. Obviously, we've had the first wave and the second wave, but it's kind of kind of all died down now a little bit, hasn't it? After the, uh, the the madness, I guess, of of all the not just the charges, but all the moves around the NFL uh-huh. started off with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, really, didn't it? Where, what yeah. what was your like, initial feeling? I know it's like charge related, but that was a that was a huge move.
1: What was your kind of uh, first feeling when you saw that coming down the pipes? Yeah, I was m- mega shocked about Hopkins moving. Obviously, there was there was rumblings that just before there probably about a week before that the texans were look, were not shopping him but they were open to offers mm. as Um just because they're obviously trying to um sort out the laramie Tunsil, uh long term deal um which was quite surprising when they were saying where they look at their um they're feeling offers out for him mm. um, but obviously when it went through i was thinking they must have got a first round pick for this guy especially if you saw uh, hear about what the di- what they uh, but um the Vikings got for digs mm. and then you see what the Texans got for Hopkins and you're just scratching your head thinking like the math doesn't really add up here. No, so yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> deal. It was a crazy deal. There was a lot of shocks in free agency. Like when we were talking about where we think some of the players go, um, there was a few that were head scratching deals and a few that were real shocks.
0: What was coming to mind there? What who are you thinking about? Well, Brady, that? we were
1: we were adamant that he was definitely yeah we were yeah,
0: yeah yeah we were definitely
1: adamant that he was staying in New England. I was really shocked that he went um, to Tampa Bay. Um, so that was that one for me was was a bit of a shock. I, I did have an inkling that um, once the the uh, funny got tagged, that something was going on um, mm. because. They would have tagged him and spent that much money on a guard if they didn't have the capital. Because obviously Brady would have. We we were saying that he was going to offer, he was going to take a, a bit of a pay cut. What mm. we thought it was, um, and then when they tagged Thunny I was like, I don't think they're going to have the money to do this. And then when it emerged that it was between us and the Bucks, um, we we were pretty convinced that it was the Bucks that. Um, yeah. Were get him. Um. But yeah, it was uh that was that was one that did sh- shock me to a my Call really because I really, really did think that he was going to be back in New England,
0: yeah, definitely. No, I think, um, obviously, we were both adamant for quite a long time, and I was until I don't know maybe like a week before. And then I heard another podcast, and they explained kind of the financials around it. And once, like you say, once Stoney got tagged, and then the podcast I was listening to, they were explaining that all the other signings that New England made. Obviously, I wasn't paying too much attention to all that because. Free agency, you know, New England's re- re-signed their own players at the end of the day. I'm yep. not really too interested in that. And then once this was sort of brought into my attention, I thought, well, they pointed out to me that they don't have the money to re-sign Brady unless he takes a massive pay cut. And we thought that we stay around on a team friendly deal because that's what Brad, um, Brady yeah. does. But yeah, this was going to be like not doable. So then it you know, became the panic, really, <laughs> didn't it? The panic yeah. of shit, we might actually sign Tom Brady. I really don't want that to happen. <laughs> so we were obviously both relieved that that didn't happen. And uh, yeah, we've still got that sort of uh, vacancy, I guess, for uh, the draft, you'd hope, and not Cam Newton. Obviously, Cam Newton's been released now, um, so that's still on the table, maybe. Still don't hope that Cam Newton doesn't sign. Um,
1: I, yeah, I'm not... I, obviously. I mean, for-
0: we don't have the cap to do that either, but...
1: yeah. I mean, he's going to probably sign a deal 25 to 30. And at the moment we don't have that. So then how does that knock, how does that have a knock on effect to maybe re-signing Joey, Mm. uh, Keenan Allen or getting a long-term deal done for Hunter Henry. So it can have a knock on effect. Like they were talking about with Brady that if you sign Brady for 30 million, then all of a sudden you don't get the players that we signed in free agency. So Mm. having that, that's why a lot of teams that have rookie quarterbacks signed go big in free agency. So I can all, I can still see us getting the quarterback at six. I think uh, Cam Newton would be plan C at this point um, if they ever wanted to turn to him. So I, I just can't see it really personally, but you never know, to be honest, I, I said the same thing about um Tom Brady staying in New England, he's, he's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, so mm. what do I know really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's kind of caught kind of by surprise a little bit as well. Uh,
0: the problem is for Newton and maybe the people like James Winston is that there's not many jobs available. It's one of these yeah. rare times in the NFL where supply is actually outstripping demand in terms of the quarterback position. We've got uh, maybe, you know, three or four quarterbacks coming in the draft, maybe in the first round or the you know, in the top 50 at the very least and you know, people like the Chargers are looking at that and thinking, well, yeah, we might be able to find our next QB in that. And we've got a decent bridge, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we've got Tara Taylor, obviously, with the Chargers, who can be placeholder for a year. And then this next sort of wave will come in. Also, with Joe Burrow and people like that, they're going to start straight away. So, yeah, for these veterans, you know, who are sort of on the way out of teams like Andy Dalton or who are released, they I don't know where they're going to go. It's kind of difficult to kind of place these guys at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping that Newton ends up in Miami and it potentially leaves two up the table at number yeah. six, and we can that we can feels. just sit at six, <laughs> not yeah. have to trade up, and then mm-hmm. we we you know he falls to us. But yeah. you know we'll see. I mean, I guess that's what we're gonna have to do in the coming days. Obviously, yeah. with coronavirus still not even at its peak, I don't even think the NFL aren't really able to do physicals. That's why we've not really seen these free agents that we will talk about shortly. They've not really seen them, or some of them not even announced officially. Yeah. Yeah, because we can't do physicals. So Cam Newton, obviously coming off an injury, coming off an injury hit season, he's going to find it difficult to do a physical after signing for whoever anyway. So yeah, he's going to run bomb for a little bit anyway. Yeah, but I personally
1: think that uh, Cam Newton might sign after the draft. So if teams are don't quite get the court. so say if there's five or six teams that are looking to court, uh, quarterbacks in this draft, I think that because it, like you said, they can't do physicals um on some of these free agents and I think that by the time we get to the draft, obviously if that's still gonna go ahead, fingers crossed it does. Mm. But I think that if a few teams can't don't quite get who they want or haven't got the capital to move up to get that quarterback, then they'll look at Cam Newton as plan B for them and maybe that's they look Cam will be signed after the draft.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll kind of um could kind of ruin his leverage or give him some leverage depending on the situation that Yeah. He's, uh, he's looking at there with his money-wise. But yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a slow burner, obviously, with coronavirus and obviously the draft and, like I said, the the supply of quarterbacks outstripping the demand. It could be um, sort of all eyes on the sort of latter part of the off-season in terms of yeah. the, all the moves for the quarterbacks that are out of contracts at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, interesting times, which is kind of nice. It keep, kind of keeps us in talking throughout the off-season and gives us things to kind of consider. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to think that the Chargers will get things sorted at six or at least through the draft in some way, shape
1: or form. Yeah.
0: Anyway, should we talk about some free agency? We got we got we got a general manager to praise, haven't
1: we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really good free agency for us this year. It's been nice that we spent a bit of money. We've got players in good value. That's probably the biggest thing that we've got out of this. There's the value that uh, Telesco's got from these free agents. I mean, I've just literally just scrolling through now for the for the cap that we've got this year on the three players, and it is just. It's just great business, just really, really great business. So it gives us a real good stepping stone for either if it's Tyrod Taylor or with the other quarterback that if we get one at six, and there's we've got options still. Like you said, there's there's potential that we can get a Cuda at six and things, um, or Simmons at six if we didn't go that route, or tackle at six. So there's loads of options, um, and we've got a really, really, really good uh, roster. I think that we're putting together. So yeah, it was really, really nice free agency.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely go along with that. Let's um, let's start with the outs first, so then we can for, sort of fill the roster. Start with a couple that we kind of predicted um, sort of from the very offset, really, when we started talking about off-season stuff. Thomas Davies and Brandon Meebane. Well, we can throw in Travis Benjamin, actually, as a as a third. Yeah. Um, just the right moves, really. You don't really need to spend yeah. too much time discussing these, do we? It's something that we talked wow. about quite yeah. a lot. And yeah. um, they're gone, which is kind of nice. And it gave yeah. a lot of money to do the business that we're, what we'll talk about no real shocks there
1: no no real shocks at all like we said that davis didn't really work um it wasn't he wasn't really what he has been and he didn't really offer what they were after as a linebacker now um Meebane, if i'm honest has just not looked himself for the last 18 months mm. and they brought him in hoping that he would probably do a bit more i mean leadership wise these two players obviously good men good leaders sure. yeah they're going in a different direction now, which is obviously what's happened as well at quarterback. So, yeah, they, they weren't of they weren't surprise cuts for me. They were, they were, they were good cuts, um, to be honest, just to free the cap up.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree with that. All of that, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, the next couple weren't cut, they are just out of contract. But uh, we've waved goodbye to Adrian Phillips and a fan of, uh, you know, someone we've been a fan of, Derek Watt. So they yeah. were two shocks for me because obviously they offer quite a lot in the locker room, quite a lot on special teams, especially, and on offence and defence, um, yeah. you know, we're in their limited role. Bit, not disappointed,
1: that's probably the wrong word, but a bit sad to see them go, perhaps. Yeah, sad to see them go, definitely. I think, look, I think mine, it was just down to money at the end of the day that I think that they. They looked in other directions um who they were more concentrating on um with regarding our own players um and they were a little bit down the pecking order, so yeah it would have it would have been nice to see them both resign, but at the end of the day you've got on a set amount of money, you've got to try and juggle things mm. um and yes yeah, it's, it's sad to see Phillips go and what go just because of who they are and what they can do um in in Small roles and, and, and with big personalities as well. So, yeah, it's 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 a sad one, but at the end of the day, you got to move on.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we we talked about it on text when it happened when when all these deals were going down. Derek Watts' deal makes him is it the second highest? Yeah, I think paid fullback back in the league after Kyle Uscheck, so, yeah, yeah, so can't really compete with that. I don't think. No, you know, especially with the business that we were doing, fullback like you say is not really. High up on the list of needs, or the, in the pecking order of what we need to do, I don't. I don't think we would have ever offered him anything like yeah. that.
1: And I don't um, think. I don't think that how we'll be running the ball through Austin Eckler would need a fallback like what. I think that if we had someone like Gordon still there, then we kind of still need him in that aspect. What you're going to miss him most from is special teams, personally. Yeah, for sure. What What he gave us through special teams that's going to be much more of a miss than it is through the running game.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, you can throw in Phillips with that as well. Obviously, great special teams player. And another special teamer that we've lost um, who's signed with the Lions, I think just today, is Jeremy Davis. Now, obviously, he didn't ever make an impact as a wide receiver at all, but obviously another top special teamer. So I think we're in the latter part of the draft. um, I think we'll definitely be targeting quite a few special teams guys and then looking for guys like Emma craig know, to step up, really. And then, obviously, Drew Tranquil maybe will become... Um, the you know special team sort of leader, let's say, in terms of like the tackles and the punt coverage and things like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, we've definitely lost, on, lost a bit on special teams. I think the three players that we talked about at first, we've replaced one of them for sure, definitely straight away. Uh, linebacker's probably yep. an area that we'll target in the draft and we'll ask other guys to step up. And then wide receiver, I think, will definitely be a, a, a target area for us in the draft. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm not... I wouldn't say disappointed but there's there's a few that I wouldn't have minded to come back but overall I think good good business in terms of getting the right deadwood out and getting the right people out and not paying or overpaying people who really need overpaying
1: yeah definitely it's all about value really it's what he's done in this off season more than anything has got value out of the positions that we've needed so he's a, he's obviously clearly looked, marked where where we can get players in the draft what positions that they would be um, and then thought about where they can save money in um, and get value in this off season in the free agency market. So he's targeted the positions really that I thought he would target as in, I thought that he'd go, we'd look at a center back in free agency. I thought that we'd look at a defensive tackle in free agency and look at O-line in free agency. And he's done all three. So it's, it's hats off to him he's done really really well with uh getting so much value and so much quality in as well mm.
0: yeah yeah definitely and i completely agree with that um just before we move on to the ins let's talk about that like, the internal business there's a couple of pieces of a in, like, big internal business first bit hunt henry signed the front fran- oh, well been offered the franchise tag i don't think he's officially signed it has he or has he i don't think i don't remember seeing a uh, Nice. Announcement. I think it's kind of lost in the yeah. coronavirus delays and things like that, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. But yeah, it seems like he's sticking around, which is a great news. Um, I think they'll kind of work out a long-term deal with him before the season starts. I'd like to think. I don't think they'd like to leave it until this time next year, and um, you know, leave it till the very last second and let him hit yeah. the open market. Uh, but you know, at least we've got one more year of Hunter Henry, which is good. Titans yeah. are an area which I hope we target in the draft to get someone who you know, can stay behind him because Virgil Green, probably not the best Titan two, probably definitely Titan three at this point. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess we're both pretty happy that Hunter's staying around.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it would have been nice to have got a long term deal done, but I can see why he was more hesitant to do that just because of Hunter's uh, injury history. So maybe the just just locking the franchise tag in it for the time being. Maybe some more negotiations. Hopefully, we're getting tied down for more of a long-term deal because at the moment, is is the tag is about ten point six. So it's still quite a lot of money for tight end, in my personal opinion. So if we can try and, even if we can try and get that down by maybe a million or so, um, just to get it sort of uh, release that salary cap, so we can Mm. maybe just go on and sign Bosa, which would be. Awesome for me. That's that's the one I'd really like the most. So, um, but yeah, keeping him around definitely, and that having that guy in the middle, that big target in the middle, for either Tyra Taylor or the or the quarterback six is is going to be perfect.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, tight end usually a rookie quarterback's best friend almost, isn't it? Yeah. So it's nice to have that reliable set of hands. And like you say, I think what you mentioned to begin with is we potentially save some money by offering a long-term deal yeah, exactly. You know, compared yeah. to this, this franchise tag. So yeah, I think that'll work something out there. So that's uh, yeah, yes, real, another real positive business. I mean, maybe the, the bits that we talked about so far, they're not, I mean, we're going to praise Tom Tesco on this podcast. We are because that's what we want to do because we feel like we've had a great off season, but these outs and these internal bits of business, they're kind of what we expected. Yeah. If this hadn't got done, We'd have been this podcast would have had a completely different tone, yeah to what it will do, um yeah. which is going to be over overly positive um so yeah no I mean i can 't praise Tom Tesco too much for giving pont with the franchise tag, but i 'm just glad it got done that's yeah. just, it's just a you know a tick and tick in the box kind of thing, yeah um over a little bit of internal business that we got done, which um I can't remember if we said that we wanted to do this or if we wanted him to be released. But Denzel Perryman got a restructure and he's been kept around probably
1: for one more yep. year. Yeah. How are we feeling about this one? Well, we were talking about that he was probably too much money to keep around. Mm. Um, I can't we, I remember. Think- did we say that we wanted to get rid of him or did we say want to restructure him? I can't remember. I think I'll, I'll definitely want. I definitely wanted to try and keep him around if we could Um, because he was 8.5 in the cap. But if you cut him, it was, I think that we would have saved about 6.5, but I can see why they've kept him, kept him around. Because I think that if you lose Perryman, you lose Davis. um, You kind of lack in a little bit at linebacker. It kind of makes you need and have to go out and spend the money Mm -hmm. on linebacker. Maybe Telesco looked at the players. I mean, Blake Martinez, what did he get? 10 million. Do you know what I mean? That's crazy money. So like, do you want to go out and spend sort of 10 million on linebacker when you can just keep You've already got someone
0: in the house who knows the system yeah, and knows the system. that
1: much? <laughs> exactly. Like it, it, at the end of the day, he's not going to be, we shouldn't be using him in coverage anyway. He's a two down linebacker. So we, he can be a bit of a tone setter in the middle, just as long as we kept and which we we have, I think he's extended in one by one year, um, but we've cut his cap this year by about a million a million and a half so we've kept another person in in the room that knows what what is going to be asked for him next year so I think that it would have been too much change at linebacker if we had lost Perryman and Davis I think that's why the restructuring happened
0: yeah I think that's a fair point you know you, you've got to keep it's not just on, on the field is it? so it's people as well as the players yeah. so you're losing people's personality you're losing their knowledge of the system and what they bring to the locker room as well. I think actually now that I'm thinking about the way you've explained I think I wanted him cut and you were trying to maybe keep him around for a little bit. I think that's how we had it. Uh, I can't say I'm too disappointed. You know, I do agree with you. Losing David and Perryman means we're having to draft a linebacker fairly early. Yeah, um, which I'd rather not. So I don't think it's it's kind of when we're talking about. I think it was on last podcast when we were talking about running backs. Yeah, linebackers are kind of the running backs of defense in a way, yeah. in that in that sort of team building mold and the value that they hold. So yeah, I'd much rather not spend a first round pick or a second round pick on a linebacker unless they're called Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, but then again, I'm not really classing Isaiah Simmons as a linebacker at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, again, not too, not too, um, doesn't really move the needle for me either way, to be honest, with this one, yeah. but um, another tick in the box, where they really. Can see the yeah. reasons why we've done it and we've got something out of it in terms of, um, uh, the cap savings.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Right then. Let's, uh, let's praise Tom Tesco. So <laughs> let's start now with, with the early one, uh, Trey Turner for Russell Okung um, yep. in a straight swap, it seems. And yep. yeah, we talked, we, did we talk about this last time? We, we kind of, a bit, Dabbled on it. yeah, a bit, uh, sort of bemused at why, why the Carolina Panthers did this. And we've obviously got the best part of the deal on this and yeah, showing up the offensive line, which, uh, yeah, obviously, we we're both really, really happy about this, and it was a, it was a great way to start the off-season, and only good things sort of followed, really, didn't they?
1: Yeah, that's right. So his cap this year is 9 million, um, and he's obviously 26, O'Coon's like thirty, thirty two 32 or something, 33? Yeah, 32, I think. Yeah, so we've obviously saved a lot in years, um, and his I think O'Coon's cap was about 16 and a half, so we've, we've had to swallow three and a half million, so which only takes it up to about 12. So we've actually kind of saved like three and a half million in the deal. And we've got an upgrade in the interior, which if I'm honest, we've needed for a long, long time. And Trey Turner does seem like he's going to fit in quite well. They're a bit of a personality um, and he'll, he'll offer a lot in the run game as well. So yeah, ha- hands down, really, really happy with that move.
0: Yeah. I think that was the the first real big move, wasn't it? Where we just thought, yeah, yeah this is, this is going to start. This is a good start kind of thing. And then the the guy who's going to be lined up next to him, Brian Balaga. So it's real solid right-hand side of the line now. Also bringing in a veteran, 31 years old. He's had his injury problems, but if he didn't, he probably wouldn't be leaving Green Bay. Uh, Adds adds a lot, I would say.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the initial um, deal that they said that it was was a three-year 30. Um, I've just gone on to look at what his cap is for this year and it's only 4.8 so I don't know what if there's um, some sort of bonus packages or if he makes a roster there's a few others but it seems a bit cheap this year because I was expecting it to be up close to like the 10 so mm. obviously just thought would have thought that it would be divided up relatively evenly because I think that's how Telesco likes to do it, It doesn't like to do it too sort of wayward um, but yeah Balaga as a right tackle is going to be it could even be a left tackle if it's two or they pick uh, <laughs> six. Um So they've really shored up that right side with uh, Boulaga and Trey Turner. For honest, this is probably the best right side we've had in well since I've been in charge. <laughs> <side>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you made that pause, that I was gonna, I was yeah. thinking, what are you gonna say? Because it is pretty <laughs> yeah. much like ever. I can't even remember the, la- the where we've had a right tackle as good as Belaga and like. It's not like he's like, oh my god, this is he is a superstar of a pick, but he's just a solid guy. Like he's he's been top ten in PFF for god knows how long at right tackle position, and we've been crying out for someone that just can settle that right side down because we drafted Fluka hoping that he would be the the sort of the answer to that. Mm -hmm. It didn't really work out. He had one good year, a couple of badges, and Barksdale come in. They signed Hairston. and obviously it's heavy and like it's just not really worked and now they've just gone out and just got got on a, hopefully touch wood he stays healthy because that's probably been one of his issues that his health has kind of dropped down but he's only 30 years old which we talked about before we was quite shocked about mm. so hopefully fingers crossed he knows he's going to know the system because he's worked with James Camper before so that was a big when we we were talking about this off air um, when we signed James Campen to start with, which was way before free agency, like mm. a few weeks before. I, we we both said Brian Balaga will be one of the will be the guy that they um, pursue, and it turned out that we were right.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it was one of those things. I don't know about you. I don't think I actually said this to you when we were talking about the free agent signs, but different players were coming off like the market being signed up and Brian Belaga wasn't, and I was thinking this silence almost says that we're going to sign him because you would think that he would have some interest yeah. from someone somewhere, you know, and you just got, I just had a thought that James Campbell must have been in the air of Telesco, Anthony Lynn, whoever else in the front office and just saying, just go and get me this guy, and they must have been in talks with him, you know, and maybe have a little gentleman's agreement that he'll sign at some point. Maybe um, I'd like, sort something out, maybe how to move and things like that. And, you know, it, it, it was always going to get done. And that's why it was so quiet. I, felt, I don't know if you ever felt like that. I just thought this was always going to get done when we signed yeah. Campen, as we said.
1: Yeah, as soon as Campen got signed, because I did bring it up when I did, it was a, uh, uh, the um, Perfect Offense podcast. And we were talking about Thunny, Sheriff, Glasgow and Balaga. And I said, "Oh, I was looking through it as a a a fourth person, and Balaga sort of I sort of oh, hang on a minute and I had a look at him, and I was like, uh, he's been pretty solid for them uh, he's only thirty years old, can't believe it like saw sort of yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, and then we were talking about obviously offensive coaches and bits and pieces, and literally one they saw on camp, and I was like the the two have just that that just marries up perfectly, and sometimes things." They just fall into place, and that's what happened really with Belaga. We've needed offensive help on the line. We signed James Campen. He knows how to work with him. Mm. Uh, Belaga signs. We have solved the problem. It's kind of kind of really worked well, really.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the, the three signings, Campen, Turner, and Belaga, can hopefully be, you know, the the corner Turner, because obviously we've we've bemoaned this, haven't we? You know, charged with yeah. fans on social mm-hmm. media, uh, sort of bemoaning the fact that we have now. <laughs> got the makings of quite a good line and Philip Rivers is now out the door when he's never really had one or not had one for many years at least. And, you know, it's going to be the new person behind the line long-term who's going to sort of reap the benefits of this. But um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's how it works out sometimes. You know, I wish we could have got a good coach for Philip, but we've, we've just never had that, unfortunately. It's yeah. never worked out and it's always been a problem. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting times. And hopefully with a more mobile quarterback when you can move the pocket a little bit, um, yeah. it's just twofold, twofold 2 sort yeah. of benefit yeah, definitely. So, yeah, no, it was a great start to the off-season in that regard. And then we had um, the next two, I think we in both the same day, weren't they? Uh, yeah. We move over to the other trench, in the defensive trench. And this is our Brandon Meebane replacement. It's Linval Joseph coming over from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years, 17 million. So, again, another value, another upgrade. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's more happy happy days and happy news, really, isn't it? Joseph is a run-stuffer. He can offer a little bit of pass rush as well. And uh, – you know, he's got that really famous uh, long touchdown it, for that interception yeah, that he got a few right. years ago. So, yeah. yeah, no more positive news. What were your thoughts on this one when this happened? Yeah.
1: Well, he originally wasn't obviously a free agent, but we we obviously mentioned on one of our podcasts as well that uh, teams that were potentially going to cut players before free agency because mm. they didn't have a lot of money and we were talking about the yeah, Vikings. Got this up, didn't yeah. They they are, were, were seriously over the cap with the issues that they had. Obviously, they've obviously now gone on to cut a few players um, and uh traded away dinks as well just to get try and recoup some of that cap back. And then when they cut Joseph, oh it was it was a little bit of a oh that's another defensive tackle because there was quite a few nice defensive tackles on the market. Yeah. Totally, what yeah. that enabled us to do with with a couple of others getting caught is you don't have to go and chase the money. So we didn't have to go after sort of your DJ Readers and your Hargraves and stuff like that. We could have just what Telesco is really good at is he's just sat and waited and he's found value there. So he's not had to go and chase the Premier defensive tackles because mm. there was a lot on the market. He's just let the big ones go out the door for the big money and then he's just sat around and recouped value for the, for the second tier of defensive tackles.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he never dives in in this first wave, does he? Never. I mean, and that is not always a positive. Um, obviously, last year didn't really do a lot. Maybe didn't have the flexibility that he has this year, but... Always gets value, and that's always been a big sort of plus point of to Tom Tesco. What makes him, I think, a, good, a really good GM. I think he's one of the better ones in the NFL. Um, you know, like I say, value is always the word that's associated with him, and this is a definite value signing. Him, uh, Joseph, and Balaga, not long term signings by any means, but they make us better immediately and yeah. make it a more solid uh, structure, solid roster for a young quarterback to come into sort of a more, sorry, a less volatile situation, which is really nice. Yeah, definitely. And then it, it was later This was, was later in the same day, wasn't it, when Chris Harris was announced?
1: Yeah,
0: it was, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, Chris Harris, obviously coming over from Denver. Um, stories come out this week on NFL.com, I think, that it was down to the Saints and the Eagles and the Chargers kind of came in at the last minute and persuaded him with this clear vision that they had and uh, he, he wanted to sign, you know, obviously probably wanted to do what Melvin Gordon has done and probably wanted to play against his old team and uh, he's obviously brought up being disrespected and things like that, which I don't think Melvin has, but Chris Harris certainly has, and um, yeah, wants to play for them, wants to play against them. Sorry, in two years, seventeen million again is another great value deal for another veteran player that will make us better in the short
1: term. Yeah, definitely, it's um, five point seven against the cap this this year, um, and like you said, we we've known Chris Harris. We actually thought he would be <laughs> off the table for a lot more money than this. Mm. So I think he, we just,
0: i think I particularly discounted when when we were going through like our perfect offseason and we were talking about why we uh, not wide receivers sorry cornerbacks. I really discounted Chris Harris because I thought he'd come off you know like you say for a lot more money. I never yeah. even considered it. I was looking like way down the list when I was compiling it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's for for the what we've got him in the door for, which is the five point seven for this year, is just an absolute steal. And there's talk about how that secondary is going to work with him in there as well. They've obviously tendered Michael Davis. So how all of these guys are going to? I think there's going to be. It's going to be a bit of a mixed ball, which was going to be really nice. We don't actually now need to have to address that cornerback position in the draft. If someone's there at value, we can take them. But we've got Harris, we've got Davis, we've got King and we've got Hayward. So that's an absolute stellar coordinate cornerback. So, yeah, really, really happy that we we addressed it in free agency. I didn't think it would be with Harris. But when we've got him through the door with that much money, it's uh, it was um, a right result, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. How do you think it is going to shake out in terms of like where they're going to play? Because obviously Harris is better inside as a nickel, but then we've got one of the better nickels when he's on his day, which didn't happen often last year, unfortunately. In Des King, yeah, you know Des King's career so far has only been an upward trend until last year. Now they brought in another guy who's playing his position. Do you think Des is going to move to outside, or do you think Harris will play outside, or do you think they'll just mix and match and just play everywhere a little bit everywhere, like everywhere, yeah. whatever?
1: Yeah, I think that Harris will play a bit of everywhere. Um, I think that they did a, an interview on free agency and he said that, um, he's had, a, he's spoken to, uh, he was speaking to the coaches and what their vision is for him. And he was really excited to get through the door. And I think that the likelihood is that they'll, there was talk about that they're going to set, put King in at safety, which could happen in certain packages. I think that, um, there's a lot, there's a lot at the moment that, um they're going to play um jenkins and then there was not not really a position f- if adley's going to play as well so there's uh, there's clearly a lot of talent in our secondary and it's just trying to fit them all over the field where you think they're going to play mm. um personally i think that this is probably just a little bit of a kick up the bum that King needs. Um, if you've got Harris there, he can learn off Harris if they wanted to sign King up to a longer term deal because obviously he is a free agent next year mm. and it might be a little bit of uh, negotiation where now we don't have to try and sign you up next year. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before, if they didn't have Harris there, uh, maybe they'd be looking at King a little bit more that, oh, we need to get this signing done. Whereas it might be just a little bit of a carrot saying you have to play well this season because if you don't, we've got Harris now so we don't have to sign you. So that might be one of the... I think that special teams King will play a big part and maybe hopefully he gets... His punt return and kick return—they uh, are more towards the previous season than they tailed off mm. towards last season. So, I think it's just a bit of a kick up King's uh, proverbial that it, it needed <laughs> um just to sort of uh, get that secondary role in a game But the p- pieces we've got in there now—it's just absolutely awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's really—it's really deep, obviously, and both cornerback and safety. I think we'll see a little bit of everything from everyone. I think yeah. we'll kind of just match up make our best matchups because Hayward can play inside as well yeah. although he's predominantly obviously from the Chargers since he's been there there's always been an outside cornerback but he can play everywhere so yeah. I think you'll see a little bit of everything from everyone I think this is a, a deal that we've made like you say maybe to leverage King maybe to give him a bit of a kick up the backside um, also to make the team better and also to mean that we don't have to rely on Michael Davis as much because I think faith could be waning a little bit on Michael Davis's part yeah King obviously played safety at Iowa for a little bit, so we've got that. Adley to come in, and then Jenkins can maybe use back in the box a little bit more because uh-huh. I don't. I, I mean, I don't really buy, and I don't think many Chargers fans buy Anthony Lynn calling him elite as a deep safety. The t- the films there that just shows that he's not. Yeah. You know, so if you've got Adley there, Adley's got the range. Uh, you've got Derwin. Derwin can move around. You know, you can you can give that flexibility even more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's fun times because, obviously, like you say, we've got the talent. I would like to see us go out and get a corner at some point in the draft just because of the age of Harris and the age of Hayward. And I know they're not like old, old, but they are getting up there. Harris yeah. is only on a two-year deal. So I would like to see that kind of air for Hayward come in now yeah. and maybe not have that much pressure on them in the first year. Yeah. And, um, you know, learn sort of, sort of, sort of slowly maybe if they need to, but also, you know, if they can be let off the lead than they can be, and it just adds you know you can never have too many corners, you can never have too many uh, playmakers in the secondary um so you know I'm liking it you no know, it, it's it's an area that we can kind of pin ourselves on um you know they obviously they've got this nickname of the jack boys and things like that, and they'd like to show off and things like that. and they didn't play up to the name last year at all, so maybe they can do uh this year with you know a lot more talent in the banks, which will be will be nice to see yeah, definitely, I totally agree with that. Uh, then just, I've just got one more signing that's happened in the last couple of days. We've got uh, Nick Vigil through the door who's been with uh, the Bengals. He's going to add some linebacker depth and maybe sort of replace some of that special team value um, of Watt and Davis and things, people like that. Yeah. Obviously not one that moves the needle. He's only on one-year deal. I don't even think the, the money's been announced yet, but it's kind of those important back-of-the-roster kind of signings really that you need, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I think what the last two signings have done with... Um, with Harris um, and the linebacker from, what was his name? Vigil. Nick Vigil. Vigil. Um, I don't know why I was calling Virgil, but yeah, Vigil. (laughs) Um, uh, It gives us flexibility to not have to worry about trying to find a position in draft. Mm. So like we said before, if we hadn't have signed Harris and we've just released Davis and we haven't addressed the linebacker at all in free agency, it kind of, it kind of makes you have to address it in the draft or get sort of players that you didn't really want that much after the draft. So it gives us the flexibility to be able to say we can take this player, best player available at this position rather than have to address need so much in the draft. There's obviously clear needs for us still. Like mm. you said, it'd be nice to get another tackle in. There's a, but um, a quarterback, wide receiver, linebacker, corner. But at the end of the day, we've got seven picks we can only get seven players. Mm. So where about, but what these sort of signers do is it gives us the flexibility to not have to reach because we need a linebacker because we need a corner. We can just sit there and say, what's good on our board? What holds us the most value on our board? This is the guys we're going to target. We haven't got to go and find a player just because we've only got a couple of linebackers signed up. So that's probably why you're seeing these couple of players get signed up and there probably will be a couple of more after this podcast that they they've just we we're gonna go and get this player in just because we now we don't have to feel like we need to go and get that position in the draft. We can just let that position fall to us and if it's right for us we'll take that player.
0: Yeah that's it that's it. I think you've hit the nail on the head there to be honest with you. It's it's about not having to, like you say, do something, you know, because you're desperate to do it. Tom Zco always wants the draft to come to him. He never really trades up too much he's yep. done it in the past maybe once or twice where he just moves up a few spots mm-hmm. uh, he's done it for Melvin Gordon uh, in the past and I think he did it the year before as well but I can't remember what for or who for should I say uh, but he doesn't ever make big trades up you know he's not going to go up and you know from number six to up in the top three or anything like that I don't think Yeah. he, he just generally doesn't trade back too much We just like the draft comes to us we generally want to take the best player available as well which is what they often talk about um, which can lead to draft picks that aren't necessarily expected. Uh, Mike Williams, maybe one of those that yeah. we weren't really expecting. Um, but yeah, no, it, it does give us flexibility. It means that we don't have to rush and reach, like you say, which is really important because that's when mistakes happen and you look yeah. silly. So uh, yeah, no, I think what we've done in total, in overall in what we've talked about, we've got better for one, for sure. We've got good value and we've not overpaid for anyone, I would say, and we've got a couple of bargains. And we set ourselves up to make ourselves even better in the draft. So it's an absolute home run off season for me so far. Um, and yeah, I can't really complain about
1: anything really. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. There's not there's not really one signing that we've made that I've been scratching my head over either the player themselves or the value of that player that we've got in. Like sometimes you normally do always have one that you think, oh, we, I really wish we hadn't done that.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there really isn't, especially in acquiring players. There's a couple that you think, ah, oh, I'm gutted that Phillips left. We're gutted that Watt left. But at the end of the day, what we've brought in and how much better our team's got. Uh, obviously, we knew about Rivers before yeah. um, this all happened, so this is not it's nothing new. Um, but in since the free agency's begun. Um, the only players that we thought that we might be able to keep hold of, or we would have wanted to keep hold of, were Watt and Phillips, but in, not in our wildest dreams. Did we think that we were going to come out of this with Harris, mm. Joseph, Trey Turner, and Brian Malaga and literally spend about what? We probably spent no more than about 20 odd million mm. for this year. It's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. Crazy. And we've come, come out with f- four Pro Bowlers.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is there anyone you kind of talked to talk my next question for you? Uh, with what you were saying there, is there anyone that you kind of looked at and you did think, Oh, I wish we
1: wish we'd got him. Um, the one that I wanted on when they, have cause obviously Sheriff and funny got tagged. So to me, then offensive line really became, I didn't really want any. Um, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. they, ad- other than that, obviously addressed Belug, which we were happy about, mm. um, and with the ter- with the trade turner trade they've um they've addressed that position, so for me, when it comes to the free agency period, I kind of already knew where we were locked up in the offensive side. For me, it was looking at the defensive side and see if we were going to get anybody. We were talking about Byron Jones, we were talking about a few others, but I think the one I would have liked and would have probably been the cherry on top would have been Corey Littleton and he ended up going down the road. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: your boy. He's been your boy all the way through since yeah. this season finished, really, hasn't he? But he yeah, went for big money, didn't he? I can't remember the contract you're putting now.
1: Yeah, It was about 11 million, I think he is, uh, for this year. Um, so it's not it's not huge money because linebackers don't, they don't consume sort of like your 18s, your mm. 20 millions in Amari Cooper's range, um, and then your quarterback money, they don't really sort of, They don't really hold that much value in that regard for money of spending all your salary cap, but it would have just been one of them ones where I think that maybe they didn't do it because, like I said, they've they've looked at what we've got on the roster already, where the value is for that, and said we might be able to get somebody in at linebacker that can give us obviously not what Littleton can offer you, Mm. but we've spent our money in other areas where we feel that there's more value to spend it in. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect sense. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you. and know what you mean. Um, my one was, I, 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 it was probably my alternative to Littleton it was uh, Patrick Owasso. Um, yeah. He went to the Jets. I don't, I didn't see what money he got, but I don't imagine it was quite a lot because he went only the other day. So he was in like the second or even third sort of wave of free agency. Yeah. Um, yeah I, was, I wouldn't have minded him i think he would have added quite a lot of dynamism quite a lot of energy and he can affect the game like multiple ways he gets yeah. you know he gets sacked, he gets fumbled uh false fumble, sorry, and he he can cover as well and add energy so I wouldn't have minded to see him i was you know, it would have only been a cheap deal as well and yeah. um yeah it's just one that I would have thought i wouldn't have minded, but no big loss you know we've we've got like i say we're in a good position and we've got uh, the draft to look forward to and Perhaps pick up a better player, so yeah, he was, he was my one, but again, not 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 sort of shedding any tears over that. And uh, yeah. the, jet, the Jets aren't going to do anything, so <laughs> it's fine by me <laughs> if he <laughs> wants to go and waste his you know, prime years in New York. Yeah. Um, so, how much money have we got left? Then you're you're the money man.
1: Um, let me have a look. I think it's around twenty. Odd million. Let's find it. And then obviously 24. we've got to sign our
0: draft picks with that as well, so we can take out.
1: Eight or 24, nine million, 24.7 currently. That's not with um vigil's contract, okay, which which won't be much. And it's only one year deal, yeah.
0: So, so, we've, so got, we've got we're going to take out our eight or nine million for draft picks and then leave a little bit for in the season. So we've we got maybe,
1: yeah, so eight or nine million left. Projected, to... projected draft pool is 9.4. Okay. So that's how much. So you, fifteen, yeah, fifteen odd million. So if we can uh,
0: be generous, and we'll offer Vigil a million,
1: yeah, and maybe a couple yeah, yeah. if we can (laughs) maybe get, they might get one or two more through the door at a million, million plus, maybe. Mm. The one to do, obviously, the one we all we all of us Chargers fans are wanting is we want Bosa signed up long term. So if they can use some of that fourteen million. Uh, f- to sign Bowser up long term, he's obviously at the moment he's on a 14.3 million cap. So if mm. you can try and incorporate, giving him a big signing bonus, incorporate some of the cap from this year time into this long term deal, make him what he deserves to be is one of the highest paid edge rushers. And then we've the off seasons complete, mm. put a feather in it. Still done. <laughs> We're happy. Quarterback yeah. at six. We're riding off into the sunset. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we've got, what, a month, month to go. The draft's going to be strange, isn't it? It's obviously uh, not happening in the usual way. It's just going to be done by video link and things like that. So yeah. it's going to be a bit bizarre. But obviously, if we get some good picks, in it, it won't really matter. Um, but yeah, no, I think, like I say, we'll probably not finish on the season. but I've got a little bit of, here, you know, it's business, bit of business here and there to do. But um, yeah, generally pretty happy. Last little thing then, just before we, just before we head off. Um, obviously, Chargers have released new logo that's not really that different at all. <laughs> the previous one, yeah. I suppose we should address it. Um, I mean, it, it kind of says to me that we're moving towards powder, and, uh, powder blue yeah. to be the main colour because that was very prominent in the advertising and the social yeah. media. and well, It's the new background of the logo, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And new uniforms apparently next month.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Apparently, they're really, really smart. So yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard a few people say that. Benjamin Albright on Twitter was a Broncos fan, so he won't be bigging up the charges for any other reason. Yeah, uh, has been quite vocal about, it, hasn't he? That the the uniforms are pretty good. So yeah, not uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And I mean, they were they were good
1: anyway. So yeah. Sorry, were yeah. you going to say something else then? Dave Damashek as well. He he. He's, yes, he, that's right. Yeah. He he. His. This is one of his favorite uniforms or jerseys whatever they want to call it um <laughs> so yeah that like yeah really excited to see what what they're going to do with that so hmm. do you think it'll be completely new or do you think it'll just be kind of like a little tweak here and there, i think or... it might be go back a bit old school so yeah i've be been thinking sort of, that i'm like a thinking bit that. more retro so yeah it'd be uh yeah it'd be really cool once they uh once they do do come out with the new the new kit so yeah it would be uh be a good day, another good day. Yeah. <laughs> Are you uh you a jersey buyer? Um sometimes, yeah. Like I probably will and I'll probably get James on it this one, I think. Unless oh, we go I'm out and get to her and then <laughs> I'll, I'll <just> do now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean I've got I've got a Rivers jersey. I've got an LT jersey, like in a really old one. Yeah. Um, same my LT jersey's white and then my Rivers jersey's navy, so I'll probably get a, a powder one.
1: Yeah. I've um, got a powder blue. Bosa
0: one. Oh yeah okay um, that's probably what I'm aiming for next time yeah. I, it will be between Bosa and James for me for this next one we'll have to see hopefully if it's a nice one but I, by the <laughs> sounds of it I'm pretty confident can't be better than the the landlords anyway it's got to be better than landlords sorry shall I say
1: definitely their uh,
0: new logo not great <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's plunder <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're um they going back to their old school uniforms aren't they so they'll be all like yellow and blue in that stadium yeah. Slightly different colours of blue, but Yeah. I like, I quite like the Rams uniforms to be fair. I just don't like the new logo. I think it's crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> yellow and blue ones are pretty cool actually, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't wasn't
0: ever a fan of their like blue and gold. But no. uh, the old new ones. Yeah. Uh, with these old school ones, like the all yellow and the blue and yellows, I think they're pretty sweet to be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, not too bad actually.
0: Anyway, can't really praise the Rams too much. No. Uh, anyway yeah I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there so yeah no um, we'll be back in a few weeks uh, to discuss probably the uniforms and amongst other things and hopefully more free agent news and you know moving towards the draft what are we looking yeah, for then anyway we a
1: few draft picks and we can dive yeah. into it a bit more about hopefully what we can get in the draft
0: yeah we'll, we'll come back before the draft anyway but you know um, yeah another good podcast so yeah thanks for listening and uh, yeah we'll see you next time